Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the mystical temple of God by St. Stanislaus of Jesus and Mary Papchinsky from beginning to end. Today, we take up from where we left off, beginning with chapter 20, part 2, pages 639 and 640. Chapter 20, The Guardians of the Mystical Temple, part 2. Our second guardian is the angel, to whose guardianship we were entrusted soon after we began to exist. Oh, how much service, how much care we receive from him. David, greatly refined by divine wisdom, addresses man as follows. No evil shall befall you, no affliction come near your tent, for God commands the angels to guard you in all your ways. That's from Psalm 91:11. As if he had said in brief, hedged about by the guardianship of your tutelar spirit, no one could fear danger, no one should tremble before evil. St. Augustine recognized how much the angel's protection confers on man, as he himself declares before God in the following words. Our guardian angels support us with great care and watchful eagerness at all times and in all places, coming to aid us and providing for our necessities and passing with great solicitude between us and you, O Lord, bringing our groans and sighs to you, that they may obtain for us an easy mercy from your benevolence, and may bring down from you the desired blessing of your graces. Yet, what impels them to such great care for us? Their love for us. They love, says the same author, their fellow citizens, by whose society they expect that the ruin of the schism caused by the rebellious angels may be repaired. Hence, they are near us with such great perseverance, that they do not neglect even the greatest sinner, yet to his last breath continually watching for his conversion. Oh, how great are the good deeds each man could do! How great are the merits he could win for himself! How great are the evils he could avoid if he paid attention to and obeyed his Holy Spirit, given him by God the Father of the heavenly luminaries. See James chapter 1 verse 17 as his guide and leader. Finally, the third guardian is that saint whose name we took for ourselves either in holy baptism or in holy confirmation. For we call such saints our patrons because they do more for us than temporal patrons would wish to do for their clients. Is the good God angry with us? they appease his anger. Does he not grant our requests? They intercede on our behalf. Does he want to punish us? They restrain him. Does he spare us? They thank him. They favor our good deeds, favor our merits, favor our happiness, and await us with far greater longing than companions in port await the shipwrecked. And therefore, as is the custom of the Church, 
I would devoutly suggest that we celebrate the recurring festivities of these, our guardians, with an octave. In what way? On each of the eight days, let us do something pious and good in their honor. On one day, we should attend the sacrifice of the Mass. On another, give alms. On another, apply some mortification to the body. On another, pardon wrongs, if there are any to be pardoned. And on another, if there are none, acquire virtues. On another, we should practice some work of mercy. On another, say our prayers with greater fervor. And on another, live in great recollection and devotion. Finally, we should perform whatever is acceptable to God, whatever brings honor to our patrons, and whatever is salutary to us and our neighbor, because of our love and reverence due to them. In this way, we shall have honored our guardians in the best way. St. Stanislaus, in the second part of this chapter, then turns to the role of the guardian angel of each one of us. Our angel has been looking out for us from before our birth, from the moment of our conception, and will continue to do so until our death. How easy it is to take our angel for granted, who is always with us, silently assisting us, even when we are unaware of the help. In a psalm, King David spoke of the protection that we receive from our guardian angels. God doesn't want us to live in fear. For this reason, he gives each of us an angel. There are many stories of ways that people have come to realize the protection of their angels, including uh, car accidents or attempted robberies, many other stories. The angels most especially want to keep steering us on the straight spiritual path to heaven. Our third guardian is our patron saint. In the United States and in some other countries, it is more popular to celebrate your birthday instead of your feast day or your name day, as is done in some Catholic countries. But in this way, we can run the danger of forgetting about our patron saint or taking his or her protection for granted, as we can do with our guardian angels. Our Christian name has a meaning. For instance, my name, Joseph, comes from a Hebrew verb meaning to add or to increase. Our names can also be an expression of our vocations or the mission that God has for us. As a priest, God is calling me to spread his kingdom to increase the number of those who are saved. St. Stanislaus suggests celebrating not only the feast day of our patron saint, but also a whole octave around that feast day. Eight days of feasting uh, and of prayers and of sacrifices to thank our patron saint for all that he or she does for us.